Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of High Action. This is Perry Smith, and I am happy to be joined by the members of the New West Guitar Group. We've got John Story coming at us from Studio City, California, and Mr. Will Brom joining us from Long Beach, California. Well, guys, as you know, I'm out here in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, the weather's a little crazy today, as it's been for a few days. Lots of snow and something really pleasant that they call freezing rain. Oh, so, yeah. Getting any freezing rain out in L.A., guys? It's a little gray out this morning. Yeah. It'll clear up. Oh, man. We got some rain, and actually, about two weeks ago, there was a thick layer of frost on my car, and it froze. And, at, you know, being from Oregon, that was quite the sight to see down here, because we don't hear words like sleet in right. Southern California very much. Well, the thing about the cold weather, though, is it's it's a mixed bag, because it does make, um, you know, traveling and getting around the city a little bit more difficult. But it also kind of inspires you to practice a little bit because, I mean, you guys grew up in the Northwest. You're used to some cold weather. You know, nothing better than just like getting up next to the radiator or the heater and working on some chord melodies on the guitar. Am I right? Mm-mm-mm. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. It's good it. for your arch top, too. It's <laughs> right up, up next up, to the radiator. Right up next to that radiator. Dry yeah. it out, you know? <laughs> um, well,. So today's episode is themed chord melody, which is uh, just a huge topic and an area of guitar that I've been um, really passionate about and studying since a very early age. I, I remember when I was like 12 or 13 walking into this guitar store and hearing this cat, his name was Jimmy Luttrell, and he was playing like all these incredible chord melodies on tunes that I barely knew. Um, and in yeah, it really kind of inspired me. I ended up studying with this guy, and it was in San Rafael, California, and it really inspired me to kind of get that area of my plane under my belt because um, it just sounds so beautiful when you can play the harmony together with the melody on the guitar. And I think like most guitar players, we all kind of start out by uh, sort of memorizing some shapes and some moves that get us around the chord melody. Would you guys agree? When your your earliest chord melodies, they weren't off the cuff. They weren't totally spontaneous, right? They were kind of some shapes that you memorized. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I figured that's, you know, a good thing to understand for listeners that are trying to get into chord melody playing is, you know, give yourself something that is set, almost like learning a classical guitar piece, because it's really complex. You can't do it off the cuff right from the start. You've got to kind of work on these shapes and know where they're going to be in your hands. And so today we thought we'd all demonstrate um, some versions of chord melodies that we've played. And uh, for me, it'll be a mix of things that I've um, worked out and things that are kind of more spontaneous. That's sort of where I sort of sit with my chord melodies these days. And uh, I guess before we get any further, though, we've got to talk about our partner and our sponsor on this episode, the wonderful Henriksen Amps. Um, these guys have been a huge supporter of the New West Guitar Group and our podcast over the last couple seasons. Uh, they're based out in Colorado. I'm actually playing through a Henriksen right now, so you can hear the tone. I'll play a little bit of it for you here right now. It's just got a nice, sweet, even tone. 
and paired with a box, hollow body, jazz guitar, uh, which sounds incredible for chord melodies, these amps really do it justice because I feel like they give a nice, even um, uh, picture of your frequencies. Like the highs are not too brittle, the lows are not too boomy. There's a focus from the high, the mid, and the low range. Um, you guys have any thoughts on Hendrickson amps that you want to jump in and share? Because they've been a great partner to us. John. You know what? Funny we'd mentioned Hendrickson today as our official sponsor of this episode because yeah. um, they just added a promo code for us. So for those who are listening out there, if you want to purchase an amp direct from Hendrickson, they're dealer direct now, nice. uh, go to HendricksonAmplifiers.com. And uh, you can purchase right from their store their amplifiers, their amp cases. They have extension speakers like the Ray that are really cool. Um, and you can use the promo code High Action when you check out, and you'll get a discount on your amplifier. Nice. Okay. Check them out, HendricksonAmplifiers.com. Um, yeah, huge supporters of the podcast and of the New West Guitar Group. So thank you. Okay. Getting back on topic, chord melody. Uh, I want to start just by asking and hearing from all three of us about their first, the first chord melody song that you remember, like maybe in the jazz context. Um, I'll share mine first to get us started. I believe it was Satin Doll. I think mm. it was the same story of this teacher in San Rafael. And the reason I remember it, it's funny how some things just stick in your brain forever, but the reason I remember it is because, you know, at the time I was just obsessed with playing like, you know, classic rock and like 90s rock. And I was wearing this big Jim Morrison Doors t-shirt around all the time. And I had my long red hair down to like my eyes and stuff. It was quite a sight to see. And I walked in and I remember this guy was like, let me show you a different kind of song. Now, this one's called Satin Doll. And I remember asking uh, the guy that was working at the counter, like, do people play this song? Is this the song that people know? I've never heard of it. And he was like, Satin Doll? Yeah, a few people know that one. And it's funny when you get into the realm of, of jazz because it's like you may not have heard these songs if you're a kid, but these songs have been around for decades and decades mm -hmm. and hundreds of thousands, if not more. It's impossible to count the amount of people that have heard these songs. And so I remember Satin Doll had kind of had this little arrangement of it, like... Um, Just learning that, like, kind of just opened this huge window of chord melody for me, I remember. So um, for me, it was Satin Doll. Uh, let me go to Will here. Will, do you remember what your very first chord melody yeah. sort of entry was? Uh, I'm trying to, one of the first ones was definitely, and it's funny you would say Satin Doll, you know, uh, one of my first ones would be probably In a Sentimental Mood. You know, oh. I really remember trying to sit down with that. Kind of sits. I remember thinking, "Gosh, it's it's really hard because it's all in the middle of the neck where the melody is yeah. is written is here." So you, and that's a little high. So that's one of those interesting tunes where it's either a little too low or a little too high, and then that huge octave displacement on the bridge. So maybe you have to play that. So at least that was one of my first attempts. But um, that was definitely I was like, oh wow, this is 
this is tricky, but I always remember really trying to work out in a sentimental mood. Not an easy one to do as a chord no. melody, especially if you're trying to put harmony on on <clears throat> most of the notes or every note. You know, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. All right, John, do you remember yours? Yeah, I was very lucky as a young kid to meet this guitarist. Uh, I believe he was from Nevada. His name was Steve Kroll, and he came through Central Oregon on like a little tour. And we went to see him, and he gave me, at his concert, he had all these books that he was writing, and one of them was a whole guitar solo, um, you know, chord melody book. And the way he wrote it out was kind of in a tablature way, Mm -hmm. although I could read notes at the time. It was super helpful for me to learn, like, where on the neck these chords went, and he wrote all the chords out. And he did arrangements to things like Girl from Ipanema, Witchcraft, um, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, uh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. It was mm. a really interesting selection of tunes. Um, and he was a player I kind of lost touch with, but definitely like Girl from Ipanema kind of yeah. came off as this thing where I was, I was like, oh, you know, I can play all these chords as little blocks and kind of try with my right hand to emphasize the the highest note in the chord to create this melody effect. Yeah. And um, I didn't have any recordings of Joe Pass or George Van Epps yet. I mean, I yeah. didn't have access to it. It was before the internet, really, you know. And and eventually when I met Ron Eshte at a summer jazz camp and I heard him play seven-string solo guitar, I was so blown away. It almost made me want to just exclusively try to study that kind of guitar playing because to me it was the combination of like classical guitar playing and jazz guitar playing all at the same time you know definitely definitely well said so on that note let's do some playing here let's give some examples um i wanted to dig into uh, a chord melody um over a song by billy strayhorn to start it out this is a upper manhattan medical group and um, this is in the key of d flat which Oddly enough, I, I've I've learned over the years, it it lays really well on guitar. You know, it's just it's a great key for guitar. I don't know. I've I've found to enjoy so many tunes in that key. So, let's give this one a, a shot, and uh, we'll talk about it when I'm done. Some of this stuff is going to be movements that I sort of know, and other parts of it will be sort of more spontaneous. So here we go. Thank you. 
so yeah, trying to fill up a lot of harmony with um, most of what I'm playing, uh, which is, you know, a little different than sometimes how I approach solo guitar these days. I'm trying to mix more single note lines with harmony when I play just in general. But for this episode, I really wanted to focus on uh, really adding as much harmony as I could to when I'm playing. And one of the things that helps me do that, that I know all you guys do as well, is uh, using my fingers, right? So I'm also using my middle finger, my ring finger on my right hand, and also my pinky sometimes to kind of um, just create some more contrast within the shape that I'm playing and also um, uh, bring out the melodies more. Uh, and then one thing I'm working on more is, uh, as you guys probably see, you know, a lot of times I have my first finger down, um, barring some kind of, you know, position that I'm then using on my left hand, I'm using my second, third, and fourth fingers from that bar, right? Little things like that. And what I'm working on more is getting away from that first finger. trying to utilize more counterpoint and just different mm -hmm. kind of harmony that maybe I can, you know, reharm with and things like that. There was one little part of that song where I tried reharming some of the stuff and doing some inversions and um yeah, that's sort of where yeah, I'm man. trying to focus more now on is uh doing those things more spontaneously. Burning. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a good example of something in D flat. Um before I play a little bit more, I want to hear from from you guys. But I definitely have some more chord melodies I want to play. But let me let me hear from one of you guys on a chord melody. Who wants to go? Sure, I can take the floor. Stories um, up for that was, that's great, Perry. And yeah, you know, you the thing I've always really admired about your chord melody playing. I remember even in college, like you always had this approach to it that was very like improvisational. Yeah. And a lot of the guitarists I met in school when I met you twenty years ago, man, it's crazy to think it's been twenty years, but. Yeah. Um, a lot of those guitar players, I remember everyone was really trying to like memorize stuff and learn things a certain way. And I remember, you know, Joe DiOrio told you and I both a lot, like never, ever do that. Always try a new way. Always listen for the melody and um, explore with the rhythm, you know, explore with the placement of, of where you're playing your chords right. like in a measure. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cool because I don't I think there's not a lot of guitar players that really do that when they play this way a lot of them want to really stick in a box you stick know? to what they've learned yeah which is fine too because let me just let me just add to that before you play like you can learn a lot from working out a chord melody you know and having it like really getting it down exactly mm -hmm. and it's almost mm -hmm. more of like an exercise like you would um, with a classical piece um, so there is benefit to that but if you're really trying to be a jazz musician, you should realize that the the big point of that music is to be spontaneous. You know, it's not always to have something memorized. So, John, uh, if you're still with us here, uh, I see that your screen's a little frozen. So maybe let's, I can jump in. Maybe until let's he jump comes over back. to Will if yeah. you want to jump in and do a little uh, chord melody for us here. And then yeah, definitely. Well, John one thing the, I wanted to the internet point out back. Um, in your playing is <laughs> the use of double stops thirds and sixths which yeah. are just kind of like a guitarist best friend for for outlining harmony and having yeah. mobility yeah. at the same time 
And you can right? get into some nice contrapuntal movement that way too. Um, I remember, yeah. um, you know, you have those like memories burned in your brain. One of them was like sitting in Ron Day's little music den and him showing me just yeah. little things like that, right? You've got the ascending scale and the descending chromaticism mm-hmm. and things like that. I think he applied that in like polka dots and moonbeams or something. Sure. Things like that just really open up with just two notes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go ahead and play a Cole Porter song. Uh, the first time I heard this tune was um, when Larry Koontz played it. You know, talk about chord melody playing. Yeah. Shout out to Larry Koontz. Um, this is a Cole Porter song called Everything I Love. And this is going to be in E flat. All righty. work that's a great tune yeah um, everything i, I love we have john john are you back He's the back. internet gods I, said yeah, no the, the, now the uh, alien spacecraft just moved over studio city we were all abducted yeah. and uh, here i am yeah the joys of doing a live podcast oh boy from two different uh, coasts yeah well that was a real bummer sorry about that everybody. no worries uh will did a nice version of everything i love you want to jump in uh with something sure sure um, yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll play Ipanema and, and, cool. um, you know, I'll play it really kind of simple up front and then, you know, focus on kind of maybe improvising a little bit in a way that kind of keeps the groove going because that's a whole nother element of chord melody is just the time feel. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we spoke of Ron Eshte earlier, like that was something that really blew me away about Ron was his ability to play solo and everything is just so swinging the whole mm-hmm. time. It just sounds like you're listening to... You know, yep. a, a classic stride pianist that just plays, mm-hmm. you know, so beautifully. So um, I'll try to do something like that with, with Ipanema here. So, yeah.
Yeah, man. Nice. She just doesn't see. Yep. If only she could see, you know. <laughs> That's great, hey. man. John's story on the finger finger style approach there too. No pick, all fingers, uh, and just gives give you a lot of fluidity with that right hand, man. So it sounds great. Um, all right. Moving on, let's do some more chord melodies. Um, we've all played stuff in time, so I want to play something that's a little bit rubato at first. And I think everyone will know this song, so let's see. I'll, I'll maybe do a chorus of it, maybe into something else, but no, probably not. Let's just try it. Here we go. <laughs> So rubato, right? Another mm -hmm. great opportunity when you're playing chord melodies to kind of, you know, let go of the time, uh, the steady time feel, but really kind of understand um, sort of the pacing of rubato, right? Which is a whole art in and of itself. I, I know it's not in time, it's not in rhythm necessarily, but there is like a pacing to it that takes a while to kind of develop and establish, um, just like you know, working on your feel at a certain tempo. So another great kind of opportunity you can take when playing chord melodies, playing solo guitar. 
Um, we got a couple more minutes. Do you guys want to add some more songs? Will, you got something else you want to play? Yeah. Um, another good talking point is, you know, uh, you had a lot of great, especially when it's rubato, a lot of great bass motion against the melody. Yeah. And sometimes when it's rubato, you can really think about, like you mentioned earlier, counterpoint. Yeah. Um, one of the songs that always comes in my head, it's just one of my favorite songs ever, is You Go to My Head, written by Fred Coots. And, um, you know, melody's very melodic and the bass motion is really strong. So it kind of sets you up yeah. for a solid chord melody. Um, like a haunting refrain mm-hmm. all right was that what yeah that's the correct melody right the correct lyric you go to my head yeah and you linger like a haunting refrain like yeah. the bubbles in a glass of champagne Man. so good so good guys, come on these guys know how to write some lyrics too come on mm-hmm. um you know i was having this conversation with someone last night um i think i know the answer that you all three are going to give but it's pretty important to know the lyrics to these old songbook tunes right I mean, that's kind of how you get to the depth of the song, right? We all agree, John? Oh, yeah. But, you know, even if you don't know the lyrics, because knowing the lyrics can be, a, you know, as as much of a study as learning the, the tune, yeah. you know, know what the song's about, 
You yeah, know, like yeah. understand what my funny Valentine's about. Understand what you know for all we know is about. You know, right. like mm -hmm. the if you if you're gonna play it, and especially if you're gonna record it. You know, but. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're all in a practice, so it's a great opportunity when you go on a gig, discuss that with the musicians you're playing with, be like, oh yeah, you know, Stella by Starlight, you know, I never really knew what this song was about until I saw the clip from the film, you know, right. and, and, it's, and we just kind of, we just get so used to recycling these tunes over and over and over and over again and playing them with the chord changes, and they're beautiful in of themselves, that's for sure, and, and we can play them in a beautiful way, but just knowing what the song's about is great, and pick your top... 10 favorite standards and go check out the lyrics to them, you know? Right. And yeah, I think it's really important for sure. Yeah. You got another one you want to close this out with another nice chord melody? Sure. You know, I'll do, um, I'll do an Irving Berlin tune. Um, the best thing for you, which is mm. kind of a tricky one to do chord melody, but yeah. some of this chord melody that we all do on guitar is a little bit of smoke and mirrors where we have to kind of combine playing some single lines and playing some chords and make it sound like we're playing more than we really are. So, I'll just give this the college try here, and I'll do it with my pick, okay? trying nice. to fake my way a little bit nice, through the man. end of the the melody too you know i mean sometimes again we just kind of have to you know get through some of those parts and and um yeah but that's that's a fun one all the, all those irving berlin tunes are are, are some of my mm -hmm. favorite standards also absolutely yeah. yeah i mean there there is no um you know uh shortage of repertoire when it comes to chord melodies within jazz guitar and then beyond you know play chord melodies to your favorite pop tunes. That's a whole other um, level of difficulty because remember those melodies are really established on pop tunes. So sometimes that can be a challenge um, to really yeah. put that together. But this is a great topic for us. Um, certainly something that we hope our listeners are passionate about as well. Uh, the three of us have spent so much time playing guitar solo and coming up with chord melodies and, how that informs our playing with groups as well. So I have a feeling we might revisit this episode uh, again. Um, and I mean, this theme for another episode, maybe do a chord melody part two at some point. So any listeners out there, um, 
especially those that are subscribing to us on Patreon. Let us know if you have any thoughts on um, Accord Melody Part 2. Uh, you can also follow us on our uh, Instagram, High Action Instagram, New West Guitar Group Instagram, and just give us a comment of what you thought of the episode. We are really um, just so grateful every week to see this wonderful community building uh, and everyone listening to the podcast, and uh, we're getting a chance to share our ideas that we've worked on for decades with the guitar with all of you. So we really um, appreciate your listenership. And um, yeah, I guess what's on store for next week? Do you guys do you guys remember? I think it's my uh, turn to discuss some rhythm guitar. That's exactly from what I right. Remember. Rhythm guitar, which is going to be really fun. That's man. That's another <laughs> topic that yeah. we could do. We're actually just going to spend half the episode learning how to spell the word rhythm. You know, we're gonna, <laughs> in all the length, because it's it, a tough word it, to spell. Is it R Y or is it is an H in there somewhere? Yeah. Rhythm. There's no yeah, U. That's going to be a fun one. And I hope you remember our, the famous quote from uh, Freddie Green that we've referenced time and time again. which Always is, pack your suit, your suit on top of your suitcase when you tour. No. He said, uh, um, rhythm is my business. And business is good. Yeah. So on that. And note, let's not forget, time is not a magazine. Time is not a time magazine. Is not a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>